ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I am your host, Janice Porter, and my guest today comes all the way from snowy New York, New Jersey area, New Jersey, I apologize, uh, Michelle Perchuk. Welcome, Michelle, to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Janice, for having me. You're very welcome. I'm just going to tell my audience a little bit about you and then we'll dig right in. So Michelle Perchuk is a certified career and business progression coach, career and business progression coach. They're really two different things and we can talk about the difference in a second. Michelle is the founder of MTV Coaching, a company that works with professionals across all industries to help them achieve their career aspirations. Michelle addresses the changes in the job market and the troubling trends that are present today. Her approach is very unique and is based on over 15 years of experience in the recruiting industry. She has placed and coached over 3,000 applicants and plans to continue to be there for job seekers, especially now. She is the coach that will help you discover, design, and realize your career dreams. Her book, Swimming in the Talent Pool, was voted as a top 10 read about recruiting. She is a graduate of NYU Steinhardt School of Culture and Human Development. Great um, resume uh, background information, Michelle. You definitely are um, a leader in your field. I know that. And you are passionate about what you do right? I can just tell when I talk to you. Um, So tell me, you focus on really different areas. So career and business progressions. Let's talk about that for a second. Sure, sure. Thank you so much for that uh, introduction. Kind of listening to it uh, made me think how much I've accomplished. But, um, you know, I always had a purpose in mind. And that is really to help my clients and um, people that I work with and help them progress during these challenging times. Mm -hmm. So just an explanation of uh, what career and business progression is. So progression is all about movement in someone's career. So the way that you could envision it is a person who's a college graduate needs to move into their first job. So there's a progression plan there. Then once they become a professional, they want to start progressing through their career and start planning out promotions or um, a pertinent position that that they need to hold in order to get to where they want to go in their career. And then there's the third bucket where you're progressing out of your career or into another career or into a business or into a startup or into some kind of a new venture. So that's how I really... Uh, differentiate myself. I don't um, uh, give a soapbox solution to my clients. Uh, Every single uh, journey is customized, individualized, and everyone has a different progression. That's very well put, but it does make me want to ask the question, which is your favorite type of uh, bucket do you like to work in the most? Um, 
I, I really can't answer that question. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy working with uh, um, uh, younger people because I uh, remember myself very vividly when I was a young NYU grad. And I also am very honest with myself that I could have saved myself a lot of struggles if I knew that I could hire a coach that could help me navigate through some of the things that young people navigate. Um, and that's the reason why I'm still very, very involved with NYU. I do, I do a lot of volunteer work there. But um, I really enjoy working with young people because everyone is coaching the leaders of today. Mm -hmm. I get to coach the leaders of tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's very exciting, actually. And I get a little bit of a taste of the young people through um, my LinkedIn coaching and um, just re referrals and things like that. I, in fact, it was funny. I had a... Um, uh, re somebody reached out to me through LinkedIn the other day who was looking to find guests for podcasts that he was associated with. And that was sort of a part-time job for him as it turned out. And so we had a Zoom call, lovely young man. I introduced him to two people that I thought would be great fit for him. And he, um, uh, he is finishing his university, but he's also doing jobs and creating businesses and podcasts himself. And I love that when they're, that when they can see the value of multiple streams of income, so to speak. And anyway, he messaged me back and, or, or sent my information to the podcast company that he worked for. And he got me two, two guest spots on podcasts. So it all works, you know, when networking is kind of the cool thing when, when you exactly. do that. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I saw an article on LinkedIn, just a short one that you wrote uh, actually very recently, and it went to my heart. And I'd like to just talk to it for a minute. Sure, if sure. So the very first sentence in it says, let go of transactions and focus on the conversations slash transformations. Don't focus on meaningless networking. That concept is old and has no value in today's environment. Instead, concentrate on building relationships and collaborating. Focus on scheduling meaningful conversations with people who are interesting and who can provide insights for you. And I just, that spoke to my heart. And because, um, and I, I'll, I'll say why after, but um, talk to me about that because I know that in my world, I'm all about the power of building and maintaining and nurturing relationships. And in um, your field, finding people or, or guiding people through the, the um, job seeking and job improvement process, it's changed, right? You, Absolutely. It, yeah. So talk to me about that from your perspective. Sure. So that that uh, uh, that world, that universe for job seekers has changed forever. And um, I actually do uh, many, many uh, strategy meetings with my existing clients or with new clients about how to find career opportunities without actually applying online. Many people are tempted to just submit their resume uh, either on LinkedIn or on some of the other job boards, and then they don't hear anything and they get right. disappointed. They sit back and wait, right? Correct. Yeah. What, you know, people just became so used to transactions. People became so used to measuring their success by the number of likes they get, by the number of friends they have on Facebook, number of followers they have on Instagram or connections on LinkedIn. And I, I truly feel, and I do a lot of coaching around this topic, it's not the number, 
it's the quality of the people. Uh, especially with the young people, I ask a very powerful question. I ask them who out of their connections across all social media is actually interested in the fact that they need help in finding a job. That's a network. That's people that are connected to you, but those are meaningless relationships. Those people don't even care what happens to you. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? It's all about me, me, me. So what I do is I actually sometimes pull it out of people and get them to compile a list of 30 powerful connections they have. And guess what? Many of these connections are not people they are connected to on social media. They are the next door neighbor, their uh-huh. college professor, or uh, the wealthy uncle. And those uh-huh. are the people who they can actually recruit as part of their success bubble, is what I call it. Okay. So if you're looking, if you're in a dead end job or you're unhappy in your job and you want to start making uh, uh, plans on how to better your life, you need to start examining your network and really build a strong network, a meaningful network that is actually going to get you closer to your goal, not just people that don't even know who you are. I wish that you could say that to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I can, send her my way. Yeah, right. Um, yes, I, I, I've always believed that it's not what you know, it's who you know, and it's what you do with what, you know, with those you have to nurture those relationships and you have to see the value that people can bring to, to the table for you that speak up for you that, you know, speak to your character and all of these things. But, but also, um, you know, when you say um, what you say is so true, but some of the people, some of the, well, not just young people, but some people just are too introverted or too, uh, they don't want, to have themselves spoken about, or they want to just do it quietly, and yet they don't see that it doesn't work. Yeah, a lot of people are stuck in this um, <clears throat> in this rut of, I don't feel comfortable asking them to do me a favor because I don't know them yet. And how do I get them to know me? So those are those two different points that we kind of need to bring together towards the middle. And I advise people, forget about all that. Forget about all these messages and the dialogue that goes in your mind, because guess what? The reality is you don't know what they're going to think and you have no way of knowing. Even if you ask them, they may not even tell you the truth. Hmm. So the key to starting to build a relationship is through one simple word and it's made made up of four letters and that's give. If you give, If you share, if you offer your expertise, people will gravitate toward you and they'll want to dig further. They'll get a little bit curious about who you are and just have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. And if you start at that point and you show up authentic who you are and you develop a relationship based on a common denominator, on an interest, even complimenting them, it's amazing how far a compliment will take you. You don't even have to bring up your job search or recruit them to help you till maybe conversation five or six. There is nothing more annoying than someone reaching out to me on LinkedIn saying, here's my resume. Can you help me? Or can you send this to your network? Why would I? I don't even know you. Reach out to me. Make a comment about an article that I've written 
or just say, Michelle, I came across your, your background. I'm really fascinated. Can we talk like two human beings? How are you dealing through this pandemic? But people don't think that way. People are like, what can you do for me? Yeah. Relationships don't work when they're one way. It has to be a two-way street. Yeah, that's such valuable information. It doesn't matter whether you're looking for a job or you're not looking for a job, right? It's taken interest in other people. So that actually brings me to one of my favorite things to talk about, and that is curiosity. And it's like, okay, I'm curious about everything. And so when I start a conversation with someone, it can lead down different rabbit holes because I'm totally fascinated or curious about something that the person has said. Now, are you, is there anything specific that you're curious about? I'm curious about so many things that um, I, I, I really have to pull myself back at times and really stay, stay focused. But when I talk to uh, a new connection or someone that's entered my network, I really throw it back to them and ask them, what is it about my background that's interesting to you? What can I share with you? What, what portion of my life would you like to know about? And I do a, a very quick uh, summary of my life. You know, I, I say it in three chapters. When I was in corporate, when I was a business owner, and now that I'm a coach. And so for me, I want to know, are you from um, New York originally? I came to New York City. I grew up in New York City when I was seven years old. And my family is an immigrant family, and we emigrated from Ukraine. Okay. See, I knew you'd come from Eastern Europe. I just wanted to know for sure. And I, those are the kinds of things that fascinate me. Where do people come from? And, and, uh, and it was interesting. I talked to a young man or a man today. I was doing some LinkedIn training with him. And I saw on his LinkedIn profile that it said back down in his experience section that he was a dentist. In, he was a mortgage broker now, but he was a dentist in Syria. And of course, emigrated to the United States yeah. in the early 2000s and had a very difficult time trying to uh, upgrade his um, skills here to mm -hmm. become a dentist here. So there's just interesting stories, number one, about people. And number two, um, something that I'm sure that you uh, talk about with your clients because of what I've just heard is... When you do, when you're going to meet someone for the first time, you need to do a little bit of homework in the sense of like actually read their LinkedIn profile or read their website, get a sense of who they are before you jump in there because you want them to know that you've paid attention, that you've shown some interest in them. It isn't just about you, right? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I just want to say something about the Syrian dentist. Uh, coincidentally, I actually spent five years volunteering for an organization based in New York City, the only of its kind in the United States, where they coach immigrants who are in their survival jobs, who actually had a profession back in their home. Oh, interesting. And it was about helping them progress as they're driving a cab or yes. doing real estate helping yeah. them achieve their license or pass their exams in order to do their profession here in the United States. So I spent five years working with that organization. Was it successful? Like, did, did you see that progression for people? Yes. Oh, that's, yes. yeah. Cause it yeah, must they, be really difficult and, and yes. also um, hard on the ego, hard on the, of course. yeah, of course. 
Yeah, so absolutely. That's very cool. That must have been satisfying. So your book, which I know you wrote um, a while ago, Swimming in the Talent Pool, um, kind of nice. It was voted as a top 10 read. Um, tell me a little bit about it. Is it something that is still available today that, that you still um, uh, um not advertise, but share with people. And, absolutely, and absolutely. It's actually very timely. Uh, not that I want to get into the politics of it, but um, I uh, released that book in 2016 and it really got a lot of recognition in the beginning of 2017. Uh, there's a chapter in there that actually talked about all these STEM programs that the Obama administration had going. And many of my readers didn't know about that. Obviously now with the Biden administration, many of them will be reinvented, which is wonderful, and uh, it gives life to my book. But that book um, was a result of um, uh, a passion project that I had, um, the recruiting, the technology recruiting industry that I spent my entire career in was changing, changing very quickly due to uh, automation and artificial intelligence. And I, as a small business owner of a recruiting company in New York City, uh, was curious there's that word, about the fate of my company. And I went and I interviewed over 30 C-suite executives from companies like AIG, Scholastic, and New York Times, and even developed a friendship with the CIO of the city of Palo Alto, who wrote an introduction for the book, nice. who's an expert about smart cities, global expert, um, so I interviewed all of these executives and they all gave me a different uh, insight about what recruiting will become and what problems do they see with recruiting. And one of the common denominators that all executives um, shared was that they would hire tech talent or they would hire business talent and people just come with bad habits. They may be great professionals but they don't have certain skills as human beings. And that is the reason why they wind up not being successful in their role within a certain organization. And they keep moving forward and they keep going to other organizations. So the way that I could explain to your listeners, it's the game of musical chairs. The music is playing when the music stops, whoever can sit is sitting and whoever is still walking around is walking around. When people come and go from organizations, especially um, you know, in the middle management and above, there's a lot of distraction and there's a lot of damage when talent keeps, in, it's a revolving door. Mm -hmm. Actually, Gartner monetizes that. They've released many, many research papers about it, that it, it really damages an organization. And that's why all these C-suite executives that I spoke to who are quoted in the book agreed that Exe uh, people need professional coaching. People need to talk about work ethic. People, people need to talk about accountability. People need to talk about showing up authentically who they are as a professional. And that was the beginning of me deciding to dedicate my life to career and business coaching and in becoming certified and, and all that. Mm -hmm. But I've coached Every single one of my, uh, of my candidates, every single person that I ever placed in my career actually was coached. And that's why they got the job. Before you were an actual absolutely. coach. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just innate, in, innate for yeah. you. Yeah. 
So that makes me think of um, the idea or the concept that uh, you hire the person, you can teach them the skills. What do you say to that? Absolutely. Skills are, are always changing. Right. You need to hire a person who's in the mindset of being a lifelong learner mm-hmm. and someone who welcomes change. So there's a, a, a different ways to figure this out, even when you're interviewing a person, mm-hmm. if they will be resistant and if they will actually bring value to your organization. So do you see, it's probably a loaded question, but do you see major differences amongst the different generations in their attitudes? Yes. Okay. Yes. The older generation, meaning 40 plus, and I do a lot of mock interview rehearsals with many of my clients where I dress up like the HR manager and I just (laughs) (laughs) roll with it. Um, uh, People 40 and over think that they're getting hired for their past experience. Okay. And then everyone younger than 40 kind of wings it. And what I, the, the powerful work that I do with my clients is I convince them that they're not getting hired for their past experience. They're getting hired for the ROI they left behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're getting hired for their transferable skills. Mm-hmm. You know, AIG doesn't care that you manage the team very well at their competitor. They, they just, care if you could manage a team when you come over to them. Right. What's in it for me? Same thing. Correct. Right? And yeah. what, what problem will you be solving for them? Mm-hmm. So there's a famous quote. I don't remember who, it, who said it. I think Marshall Goldsmith, who's like this famous coach, said, whatever got you here is not going to get you there. <laughs> yeah. And for the first time ever, people are seeing that, that the importance of transferable skills, these are these loaded words that no one ever puts in job descriptions. No one ever puts them in their resumes. But oh boy, those are the six words that get people jobs. And I could go through what they are. Yeah, please. They're the three C's, the two uh, T's and the one L. So the three C's are communication, collaboration, creativity. Yeah. The two T's are teamwork and technical skills. And the one big L is leadership. You could be a movie theater usher and have leadership skills. And this is what people don't understand. Right. It's, do you take uh, charge? Do you um, show? Yeah. And okay. But that can be learned, right? But yes. Yes. But you have to want it. You have to want that. I I, I have a dot. I shouldn't even say this, but when, when my kids were little, there was a, you know who Carol King is, right? Mm-hmm. Carol King was an amazing singer. So Carol King had a children's um, uh, music album, and it was called. It's this showing my age. This is t- going back a long time. It was called Really Rosy, and there was a sh- there was a song in that album, and it was called something like I Don't Care, something like that. And it was about this little boy. His name was Pierre, and he was supposed to sit on the chair until there was some lion or something and that his parents, I can't even remember it now, I should listen to it again. But he, his parents were trying to uh, scare him into doing something 
and he'd say, I don't care. And every time they said something, he'd say, I don't care. And I have like one of my daughters is like that. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, and I used to say, you're going to get eaten by the lion if you keep saying that, you know? Right. But it's like, I've accepted that that's who she is now. And I love her to death, but you know, like different personality to me. And mm-hmm. so, cause I'm such a curious person and I care about everything. No, I don't care. So when you run across people like that, you know, what do you say? Well, I, I have to tell you, um, not everyone is coachable and not everyone wants to be coached. That's a good and point. My job as a progression coach is not to convince people that they need me. My job is to share with them the success that I have been able to achieve with my other clients Mm -hmm. and then have them have the light bulb go off saying, hey, can you do the same thing for me? Right. I just want to read uh, very quickly a a text that I got yesterday from a young man that I I finished a very short engagement with. It, It was just a three session, but I already shifted his mindset. He says, and he's a college grad. He says, I get why people pay for you to coach them. You're an amazing person who can motivate and show anyone what they can't see about themselves. Thank you for believing in me, in my dreams, my potential. I appreciate you more than you could ever imagine. Now, how did he come to you in the first place? He was referred to me. Uh, He is a young executive as an MBA uh, basically was in the business development uh, world in the pharmaceutical industry, but his passion was for uh, sports broadcasting. Mm-hmm. So we came up with an idea for him that mm-hmm. he was going, going to grow his following on Twitter and he was going to um, uh, really report on sports and report on his uh, opinions on legalized gambling and the different platforms available. And he launched that business very quickly. Um, and he's a success and I'm very proud of him. Oh, that's so cool. What a beautiful thing for him to say. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things, right. That go to the, yeah. Yeah. Um, being, and just to go back to something you said very early on about the four letters give, you know, I, I talk about that all the time in, in my business in that, um, if you, if you, um, I, I do, um, I have an affiliation with a company that's about greeting cards and gifts. And it's always Mm -hmm. about sending cards out to be remembered, to be top of mind. Cause I work with a lot of sales professionals and, and um, entrepreneurs and business owners. And it's like, if you're not there for them, when they're ready to refer somebody, it's whoever's there, right? Whoever they remember. So you want to stay top of mind, but what you want to do is always send out to give, not to get. So don't make it about you on the front. Always make it about them or thank you for being there for me or I appreciate you or whatever. And I always think, so today in this online world, do you see the value? Do you still talk to people about writing notes, about writing cards, about doing something that to make you stand out from the crowd as an applicant or? um... Well, um, I have a lot of tactics that are very uh, personal to my coaching style. I have a trademarked framework that I give to my paid clients, and it's a daily mantra. It's almost a system that they apply every day. Okay. But I come up with uh, uh, very unique tactics for all of my clients and what they should do. I'm the executive 
uh, I was the executive that grew up uh, during the time where you call people from a call list or you call people from a phone book. Yeah. And guess what? I'm the person that starts with disease. I go backwards. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. If everyone is going this way, yes, I go the other way. Yeah. It is really who I am. And it's very difficult for me to remo- remove that from my personality. Mm-hmm. I'm a nonconformist. Mm-hmm. And I bring that to my coaching sessions. There are a lot of career coaches that give you a system, you follow that system, and they promise you. I don't do that. I understand that every person is individual. Uh, and I help them come up with a plan that is customized to them. So do you work across the country or do you focus on just the local uh, job market? I work internationally. I have clients in Europe, in Belgium, in Germany, in in Moscow, in Nigeria, in Singapore. I'm international. I mean, it's difficult for me sometimes to keep up with all the time zones, (laughs) but uh, I'm still learning. That's okay. I'm still learning. I'm going to come full circle back now to... um, uh, don't focus on meaningless networking. So we actually met through networking. Uh, actually, no, through, well, indirectly through networking. Yes, so, yes. Yes. And, uh, and then uh, we have experienced, I uh, came to visit your networking group uh, last week, which was delightful. You had some very powerful um, women in there. And I actually have to say, I haven't followed up with anybody yet. I haven't had an, a chance, which is bad on me because I usually am better at it than that. But um how do you um, how do you uh, attack? It's the wrong word, but how do you approach a networking uh, setup now? How do you approach online networking? So, like I went to one yesterday. Somebody told me about um, this group. I thought, oh, well, I'm, I'm I've got an hour. I'll go and check mm-hmm. it out. And it was yeah. out of um, I think it was out of mm-hmm. the guy was out of New York. Actually, I can't remember. But there were about a hundred people on the call. Oh. And uh, we broke out into different rooms mm-hmm. and it was really interesting because the, there were eight people in my group and one person was the one person I needed to meet. The others, not so much, but I was meant to be there for that, res- that reason. Right. And so I wonder how, how, do, how do you approach it? You know today? what? It, it all depends on the composition of the network, yeah. how I got there and I have different etiquette that I apply so if it's a group that I founded, then, you know, I just show up the way I am. And, you know, mm-hmm. people are in that group because of me and they, yeah. they love being in it. If I'm a newbie, let, you know, I joined my local uh, chamber of commerce. Okay. Um, I really take the time. So in a breakout room, I always gravitate to be the leader where, you know, I can't let everyone talk at the same time. So I just position myself and say, okay, I'd love to hear from you. And I do the same thing. um, And people like that. I haven't had anybody challenge me yet. Uh, If they do, I'll just give them the chance to, uh, you know, correlate the group. Uh, But I really ask people about them. And then, then I say, uh, are you interested in about what I do? (laughs) And if they say, and they're like, they shrug it off or if they're selling pens, I don't even bother. I don't do a dog and pony show anymore. And that's what I teach my clients. You need to find out what the person's pain point is and then speak to that. You can't do a dog and pony show. So in other words, you don't have a set 
uh, blurb that you would say every single time? You know what? I have my one minute commercial. I actually have various. Yeah. So it all depends if I'm in an existing network yes. or I'm, I'm in a brand new network. Sometimes it, it actually even depends on how I'm feeling that day. I mean, <laughs> like there me, are days I that I feel very blah. And you'd rather just listen to everybody else and then correct. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Got it. Yeah. Correct. I love it. Correct. I love the honesty yeah. of it. So yeah. that's awesome. All right. So I have a couple of other questions left to ask you. And one of them I would say is, uh, and you've pretty much given us lots to go on. I think that I'll, that can be um, translated for many different listeners, but um, if you were to share one thing with my audience that has helped you in business, what would it be? build a network and build, uh, I call them friendly competitors, people that respect you for what you do, who are not intimidated by you. And they will become your crew. They will come become your eyes and ears to your existing industry or a new direction that you're going, but they're your support structure. And these are people that you could always call and ask. Uh, that is one of the mistakes that I made in my business early on. I thought that I've seen it all in corporate. I could do this myself. I have my clients. I don't need anybody else. But guess what? When things start, uh, when things start crumbling, you need people who are also in that small business uh, world community. So that's why I urge people who start their own businesses to really build a network of people around them that CPA that deals with small businesses, mm -hmm. that attorney that, that works with small businesses, that women's empowerment group. These are people that if you're going through a difficult moment or you just need to talk to somebody to talk it through, you're not talking to your mom. Yeah. You're talking to a person who is really your accountability partner. Mm -hmm. Great and that is what, what my biggest advice is to... Um, to people who are in business. Um, and my biggest advice to people who are working and who are dreaming of uh, finding their dream job or improving their working conditions is um, develop a plan and just go for it. Everything is possible. Um, the, the world that we're in right now um, has uh, destroyed many opportunities, but it also created many. Created a lot of, yeah. Do you think that it's true that 80% of the jobs are going to be online? Our world is just going to, it's not, we're not going back, you know, like the way it was. Um, I don't know if it's going to be all online. I think it's going to be a hybrid for a long time. Like retail is going to change and it's going to be a hybrid where a retail representative is in the actual store and they will just walk the customer through electronically, or they will do a tour electronically. Yeah. I think that we're still in the infancy of this, uh, but I truly believe that there is a huge silver lining for what mm -hmm. we're going through right now. I do too, actually. I totally do. Yeah, really good information. Um, and lastly, uh, I like to ask people um, if they have a favorite quote. I have a favorite quote of all time. I'm a big art buff. I call myself an art addict. <laughs> and one of my favorite artists is Picasso. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is uh, a very powerful quote by him, which I'd like to share with your listeners. Awesome. Our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must fervently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other route to success. 
And that seems like the base of your business. That's right. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, Michelle, this has been delightful. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your expertise with, with us. It really has been. And I've gotten to know you a little bit better. And, and I, love, I love it. Thank you so much. And to my audience, thank you again for listening. Please let us know if you enjoy this episode and leave a review and do connect with Michelle. Michelle, um, I will put in the show notes how people can get hold of you. I'm assuming through MTV Coaching. Yes. My email is michelle at mtvcoaching.com. You could find me on LinkedIn under Michelle Perchuk. Mm -hmm. I have a very vibrant Instagram page that gives a lot of tips and hints for job seekers. And that's under michelleperchuk.com. And I have a new platform that I um, am uh, uh, launching a course on. It's called Knowable, K-N-O-W-A-B-L-E. Noble is a uh, disruptor in the audiobook industry. Uh, they are a um, collaboration between audiobooks and podcasts. Mm. So um, they figured out that people don't like being in front of their computers uh, uh, observing masterclasses. So Noble provides a masterclass from an expert through audio and through automation through uh, audio through sound and different effects. And you can basically learn about job search tactics from my course, which is called the Da Vinci Career Coach. And it's nine curated lessons for job seekers through the arts of great artists, through oh, the eyes fabulous. of great artists, like oh, Picasso, fabulous. Warhol, Frida Kahlo, and so forth. Oh, fabulous. So check it out. If you, if people like, they could DM me uh, and I am uh, doing a lot of giveaways for free subscriptions. So they could find me on Instagram and I'll be more than happy to send them a code. That's fabulous. Thank you. Thank I'll you. look into that with you. Thank sure. you so much. Sure. And again, remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.